Maryland made on three. Maryland made on me. One, two, three. Maryland, Maryland made. Welcome back to another episode of the Maryland Made Podcast. The Maryland Made Podcast provides timely, relevant, and practical information to help student athletes and alumni become leaders, develop professional competencies, and be conscientious advocates in both their local and global communities. I'm Jaden Ritter, a junior on the Maryland Track and Field team, and joining me today to continue our More Than an Athlete series are my teammates, Ariana and Katiana Ili Paluda. I'm excited to go before, between, and beyond with them while discussing what more than an athlete means to us. How are y'all doing today? We're good. Good. That's great to hear. Lovely to see y'all faces this morning. Likewise. <laughs> Currently, we're all members of the Maryland Track and Field Program. But before we talk about what y'all are doing now, tell me a little bit more about your upbringing and how your childhood has shaped you into who you are today? Um, so I'm going to just start off and say that um, we're originally from Houston, um, Houston, Texas, to be exact. Um, we are a long ways from home, but, you know, we made a change for a greater outcome. To answer your question, I would definitely say that um, the way that we were raised have impacted our lives. We come from an athletic background. My dad ran track. My parents owned their own gym at one point. I would say that this, like, definitely created our competitive nature um, that we have with each other. It's always been my sister and I working together, pushing each other. You know, my dad was basically um, like our coach when it came to anything. He has shown us how to like save, how to maintain a credit score, how to make payments on credit cards, you know. And I think just learning those things at such a young age has prepared us for the real world. And it has given us a taste of what to expect. That all sounds very good. Ari, do you have anything to add? Um, no, I think she, I think she nailed it, so... Now, so was your dad, was he also actually your, your like track and field coach throughout your lives? Um, not necessarily. He wasn't specifically our track coach, but he, he always pushed us on the side. So um, we had a trainer and then he would always make us do extra work. Like when we got home, Hey, make sure I do abs, make sure I do this. Um, so he was kind of like that little support system um, outside of our trainers. Yeah. yeah, and track and field, that's always definitely a good thing to have, like, those people who are, like, not necessarily there when you're there practicing, but when you come home are, like, pushing you to keep doing the little things that yeah. make a big difference exactly. to get you to where you want to be. Yeah. Um, so when, when did y'all start running track, and when did you know you guys could be collegiate student-athletes? Um, so we started running track in seventh grade, which I think is pretty late because I know most people start running track like when they're five or so. So we started running track in seventh grade. Um, initially, our first sport was basketball. But then when we went on the basketball court, we was like, dang, we're kind of fast. Like, you know, we should try out for the track team. Um, so we tried out for the track team seventh grade. Um, and I started with the hurdles and things like that. And we started winning all of our track meets. So I'm like, you know, let's go, let's, let's transition into high school. So high school was the same thing. Um, so our junior year in high school, that's when everybody started to recognize. Um, it's like, who are the twins? Like, they're, they're pretty fast. Who are the twins? So that's when we took it serious. And then when we started getting phone calls from different um, universities, it was like, okay, th I think this is something that we want to do. We can, you know, go further. Um, and yeah. Okay. You have anything you want to say? Yeah, I would say that, we realized that when we realized we had the potential to be great, 
that's when we continued to pursue track um, all throughout middle school and high school. And like she said, when other people started realizing, dang, they're fast, they have the potential to go to college, then that's when we, you know, kind of took it serious. I mean, and on top of that, it was something that we just enjoyed doing, so. I definitely think y'all made the right decision transitioning <laughs> basketball. <laughs> For real. Um, and coming into college, like, what were your goals, specifically when coming to Maryland, um, academically, athletically, professionally, and personally? Um, I would say, you know, most of us come into college not knowing what to expect, but um, my sister and I are kind of like the, the people that always like this to stay two steps ahead. Um, ever since we were freshmen in high school, we always have been big on manifestation, setting goals and stuff like that. So you would always find us like writing stuff in our mirrors, putting putting sticky notes everywhere and doing like affirmations and stuff. So um, as a freshman, you know, you have to have mandatory study hall. Um, and our old, at our old school, you had to have a 3.0 GPA to get out of study hall. So we made that goal with each other academically that we wanted to get out our freshman year um, before the season started. And, you know, we did that. So that was just like a huge accomplishment, accomplishment for us. Um, and athletically, of course, the goal is to be conference champ. But most importantly, we just want to have a healthy injury-free season and, you know, get stronger, especially coming into a more competitive conference here at Maryland. I definitely agree with her for sure. Um, I mean, staying on top of our things was definitely um, something that we just kept in our minds. Um, so, I mean, I, yeah, like I said, I definitely agree with her. Oh, that sounds good. And I, I especially resonate with you guys on the manifestation piece. Yeah, That's something that I believe in and I practice yeah. very painfully. And it's something that I've seen in my life as well, like really help me to get to where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're going to transition to talk a little bit more about um, between like the time at UMB. So what are you guys' current majors, minors, clubs, um, any of your school involvement? Um, so currently, well, our major right now is um, we're, per- we're both pursuing journalism right now. Um, we want to get well in the what is it the Philip Miller School or something like that. Um, so we're trying to transition into that school right now. Um, we both want to pursue the career of sports journalism, broadcasting somewhere around those lines. Um, that's always been our goal since high school, honestly. Um, currently, we're not in any clubs, but we would like to be a part of some. Um, maybe like I don't know if there's a club called FCA Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Maybe get a part of that. Um, and then at my old school, I know my sister was a part of the Black Women United. So if you want to talk about, a little bit about that, Kat. Um, yeah, so I was um, on the e-board for Black Women United. And, you know, they kind of just provide a place for women to use their platform to come together and empower each other. Um, I think that was a great organization because it taught me how to kind of get out of my comfort zone and just connect with other Black women. And, um, you know, I, I think it was great. Um, and another one was I was a docent for the African-American History Museum. And, you know, we are also a part of, you know, the Delta Sigma Theta sorority. So, you know, we kind of kind of just want to stay involved. Um, we like serving community. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, just being more involved is kind of our focus. Especially and I would, new students. Yeah, I would say, I mean, with also being a student athlete, it is kind of hard to juggle those um, organizations. But, you know, like like she said, you have to make time for it. So if you want to get that type of exposure, you definitely have to make time 
um, you know, so build on your resume. Exactly. And having, I feel like, especially with being a student athlete, having all of those extra extracurriculars in addition to like your sport, it really stands out to, um, to recruiters and like professionals in, in your industry when um, thinking about applying for jobs and interviewing and stuff like that, because it really shows like you're really good at time management and your commitment and dedication to all of your interests. Yeah, exactly. Um, in addition to being a student athlete, what are some other things that you guys are passionate about? Um, okay, I would say besides Trek, we're very passionate about sharing the gospel of God with other with other people. Um, you know, my mother is very religious. She has been a, such a huge inspiration in our lives. Um, we grew up around godly for women, you know, growing up, going to church. And I feel like that has molded us into the women that we are today. Um, being passionate about God in college kind of gets tough because some people kind of look at you differently. They don't want to include you in certain things. Um, but, you know, we did make that commitment to to serve God. So I feel like nothing else should matter. Um, and I mean, we actually have an um, Instagram page right now that kind of focuses on, you know, just sharing our lives as Christian believers. So, yeah, y'all be sure to check that out. You can't just mention the Instagram without telling everyone the handle for it. <laughs> Okay, it's called um, Two Girls with Faith underscore. So, yeah, y'all check that out. It's cool. It's good content. It's kind of just uplift people, motivate people, and, you know, just implement that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And going back a little bit, um, because I know you guys also have a sports journalism type of page going on. Oh, yes. Do you guys want to plug that also? Yes. It's, yes. Um, so that that is also something that we're very passionate about. We're trying to grow our little um, page. So it's called what is it at Cat Talk Sports? Yeah. So, I mean, right now it was originally supposed to be Katari Talk Sports, Katar, which is my name and my sister's name put together, Katari, Kat and Ari. But, um, you know, my sister wasn't really being active. So I was like, I'm going to make my own page. But now we're about to get on it. Yeah, we're, she gets on it sometimes. And she, you know, joins me as my co-host. Um, So, yeah, we're just trying to just leverage our experience in that field. You know, kind of just grow it. You know, talking about all different types of sports. Reaching out to all athletes from University of Maryland. And just, you know, just kind of getting some exposure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... And I know y'all also have another account that you created. <laughs> I know y'all are really big oh on the natural hair tips. Yes. Hair always on point. Um, <laughs> so go ahead and talk a little bit more about that. Plug your hair page. Okay. Yeah, I definitely forgot about that. She's reminding me. Um, so we have another another Instagram. So it's called Katari Organics. And the background behind that is that um, all throughout college and at our other school, um, a lot of people would always be like, what do you put in your hair? What are some suggestions? Um, can you help me style my hair or rejuvenate my curls? And I'm like, dang, I'm kind of tired of people asking. So let's make a YouTube or let's make a page so people can, you know, get the information and tips. Um, so yes, we, it's called Katara Organics. We provide tips, um, daily hairstyles that men or women could use certain products, things like that, that just to help people out um, of any race, any ethnicity. So yeah, definitely check out Katari Organics. 
All right. So everyone, after this podcast ends, or even while you're listening, you have three pages to go and follow to learn a little bit more about Kat and Ari and the things that they're into. All right. Um, moving on to the next question. How have you guys balanced being students, athletes, and just being yourselves? Hmm. Um, honestly, here I would say, first of all, let's just say being a student athlete is not easy, nowhere near easy. But I think the biggest thing um, with balancing that is definitely time management and organization. Like that is the, that is the biggest thing. Um, so personally, what I do to balance that is I have an agenda. I have to write out all my due dates and everything like that. And then once I cross it off, I know I'm done with it. I complete it, move on to the next thing. So that's that's kind of what I do. But you have to have a routine. If you don't have a routine, um, you're not going to be you're going to be overwhelmed. Like literally, you're going to be overwhelmed. Um, and then with being myself, um, I would say just. Like she said, the, you know, the, the prayer and things like that person, that's what I do. If I'm, if I'm overwhelmed with something, I pray, um, or I call my mom for guidance or call development. So. Okay. Anything to add? Um, yeah, like she said, student athlete is not being easy. It's not easy at all, but I've been a student athlete for so long. It kind of has become part of my lifestyle. So. You know, in, in order to maintain your life as a student athlete, I feel like you have to have a balance. You have to have a routine. You have to know what you want to do. And, you know, as far as being true to myself, I feel like I don't let outside people or negative people influence my life or my choices that I um, that I make. You know, I, I'm very adamant on the choices that I want to make for myself and what makes me happy. So, Lovely answer, guys. Um, what does more than an athlete mean to you? Um, I would say that as an athlete, we get so many benefits. We get so many resources and tools that other people don't get. And I feel like it's about how you use your platform as an athlete to get ahead, to take those next steps in life. To me, more than an athlete is understanding that there's more to life than just sports. You know, there's a whole nother world out there that we have to prepare to face. And like they say, the real world is not easy. Um, you know, athletes are kind of stereotyped as not knowing how to do anything else besides being good at their sports, right? But no, I feel like the world needs to see that we're capable of doing other things. You know, we have the knowledge, we have the skills to do what we choose to do. Um, and, you know, due to our competitive nature of being an athlete, I feel like we would excel at these things because we already know how to deal with adversity. Um, more than an athlete is finding that balance between the real world and your sport personally. And I think you guys do are like perfect examples of like being athletes who don't completely like conform their entire identities to being an athlete. Like how you guys were just talking about all of the different, all of your different interests, all of your different pages and brands that you guys have created for yourself. And also like leveraging your identity as an athlete to help promote the other things that you're interested in. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree because I feel like as athletes, we have a certain platform that we have to maintain. You have coaches watching you. You have, you know, people looking up to you. So like like she said, we we use that because we know people are watching us to promote other things that we that we have interest in. Yeah. Um, so it's just a part. It's just about, you know, expressing your interest and the world outside of athletics in a way.
Um, what are some things that you guys have struggled with, if any, um, adjusting to life in college? Oh, oh, so many. Yeah, so many. Um, I would say the transition, especially coming to University of Maryland, has been probably one of the stressful things for us um, because we were so worried about how many credits we're going to have transferred. Um, and in all actuality, people don't know, but us transferring to University of Maryland, um, it put us a year back. But that's okay because I feel like it kind of it kind of taught us how to overcome adversity, how to overcome obstacles. Um, and I would say that you know coming here kind of put us in a position to where we're going to be successful. And you know I don't regret coming here. So I feel like we took that risk for a greater outcome. Um, and I feel like it's going to be all worth it in the end. I definitely agree. You guys are already on to some pretty big things from what I've seen. And the DMV is full of opportunities. Yeah, exactly. That's, that, that was our biggest thing. We knew, we like literally when we got here, it was like, there's so many opportunities. I don't know what to take, what what internships. It was so many. Um, so like she said, I think that transitioning over was a good thing, um, but it was not easy at all. It was not easy. Um, we had a lot of intervention with our parents, Coach Bauman, um, but we definitely did overcome them. And how how specifically how specifically would you guys say that you were able to overcome the stress and the things that you were dealing with while making your transition? Um, I would say like last week, I'm gonna be real, last week I had a mental breakdown. I was just crying because, you know, I got a bad grade on my test and I was homesick, you know, um, being so far away from home. I'm used to driving home two, I'm used to getting in the car, driving two hours to go home and seeing my family. But, you know, I can't do that here. You got to buy a plane ticket. And them plane tickets not cheap. So, you know, it, it was just kind of like I was feeling overwhelmed. And one thing I had to do was remember that I'm here for a reason. You know, God wouldn't have brought me this far just to see me fail. So I feel like that's something that we had to do. My sister and I, we, um, you know, we're not roommates right now, but we're still in the same building. We just called each other on FaceTime and we had to just pray and ask God what um, his direction for us was um I would, so I would just say staying in prayer staying around people that motivate you that want to see you succeed and just staying true to yourself don't don't fall into this water temptation and I imagine like you guys are twins obviously so I imagine like wherever you go um because for the most part so far and you're collegiate career you guys have been together so with making the transition so being so far away from home that there's some comfort and knowing that you at least will always have one person right there who understands what you're going through Mm -hmm. and um, knows where you come from and has the same values beliefs um, or whatever to like kind of keep you grounded yeah for sure yes um okay um, and when did you start to envision what your future would look like? Um, I mean, personally, I feel like we, we have a picture of what we envision our future to look like, but I think it's about the lens that we see it through. Um, so I think our, or my vision for my future began when we came to college, kind of, or I would say senior year high school, freshman year, um, because I, I already knew what I wanted to do and I've, I've stuck with that. Um, but being here at Maryland specifically, I'm like, wow, like I said, I have so many opportunities. Um, I feel like I'm in a position to be successful. 
Um, so I'm going to use those resources and tools that I have, um, you know, to better my career and things like that. Um, so I would, I would say it started at a pretty young age, for sure. Yeah, I would say um, moving to Maryland from Texas, it was a culture shock, but I think it was for the, be the better because we're surrounded around so many minority people in Maryland that want to do good, that want to have a good career, you know, that are striving for success, specifically in the, you know, in the Black community. And I feel like that is what motivates us to want to do better as well. Um, you know, I, I just think that it's inspiring to see other Black people want to do good. Um, so, yeah. I completely agree with you on that last part. That, for me, because I'm also a transfer student, that was one of the things that kind of drew, drew me back to Maryland because I know the DMV is full of so many successful Black people and so many, like, Black people who are, like, trying to do well. And when you're in an environment where it's, like, you, there's so few of you or whatever, you start to feel kind of, like, lonely or isolated. So coming back to this is something that has definitely given me a lot of energy and been motivating me to kind of, like, stick to my goals and do the things that I need to do to get to where I want to be. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I, I um, and what are some of the ways that you guys are positioning yourselves for success right now? Um, I would say so we, we are currently trying to get connected with the Big Ten Network <clears throat> to, um, you know, we just put that on our resume. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then we're also um, working as well for a Terp host and we have another job um, as well as as far as like in the media in industry. And then just saving in general, just saving our money um, for just and more important things. And that, as you can see, um, my sister and I have been pretty ducked off. Like we haven't really been going to events like that. And that's just because we're struggling with our classes. So we, we think that the best thing for us to do right now is just to focus on our grades, um, focus on things that matter right now. And then work now, party later. That's that's our mindset right now. Work now, party later. So, um, yeah. I completely agree. Um, okay, now we're gonna transition to talking about something completely unrelated to being a student athlete. Well, still related, but a little bit more unrelated. Um, so I know you guys are half Mexican. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're gonna talk a little bit about Hispanic Heritage Month, which actually just ended yesterday. Um, and I know you guys have been participating on, with the things that we've been posting on, on the SAC and Merlin May page. In regard to Hispanic Heritage Month, you guys just did a takeover yesterday. But now that we have you here on the podcast, we can kind of talk about it a little bit more. Um, so for those who aren't familiar with Hispanic Heritage Month, it's celebrated between September 15th to October 15th each year. Um, and it's just basically a time to celebrate honor, recognize the contributions, the history, the culture of Latinx Americans um, in our country. Mm -hmm. And so for you guys coming from um, your background, your heritage, what, what does Hispanic Heritage Month mean to you? Um, so first, I want to say that my sister and I are very close to our Mexican side more than we are to our you know, African-American side. Um, but to me, I feel like it is important because it really validates us and our existence in the world. Um, 
and it, and it kind of shapes who, who we are now, you know, so. Yeah, and I think, I think we have to understand that there are so many ethnicities um, that make up a place in a community and that's what makes us, that, that's what makes societies unique. Um, so celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month and dedicating time to recognize other ethnicities reminds us that we're all together in this world um, and that we're not alone. And Kat, you just mentioned um, how like your heritage kind of shaped your identity. Can you expand a little bit more on that? Yeah, I would say that my family has always been an inspiration to us and I admire them for being so active in the Hispanic community. I feel like because of their love and support that we get from them, it has kind of like, it kind of has motivated us to kind of be proud about our heritage. You know, a lot of people don't really, a lot of people kind of shy away from being Hispanic because of the stereotypes like oh you know they can't do this they can't do that but I feel like you know especially with any type of um losing my thoughts with any heritage I feel like you should be proud of it and embrace it you know so are you anything else to add um no and okay, so what would you guys say is your favorite part of your identities? Um, my favorite part um, personally is that, so obviously on the outside, I look black and things like that, but on the inside, you know, I am Hispanic. So I think, I think my favorite part about it is just being able to be around my family, have that traditional culture. We love dancing, um, the music, the food. Yeah. Um, that's definitely my favorite part. So, and also, um, Every year, it's a tradition for my family and I to go to Mexico. So recently, we went to um, Tulum, and then the year before, we went to Mexico City. And Mexico City was just different. Like I've I've seen so many just families connecting. Um, you just it's just a whole different world out there. Yeah. Um, so I, I love that we're able to just travel back to you know the home roots and see the different you know things that people do. I think. People think Latina is supposed to look a certain way, like she said, um, you know, light skin, curly hair, but there are so many different ways that we look, you know, we have dark, dark Hispanics. I would say my favorite part about my identity is my skin color. You know, I, I, I want to see more black Latinas on my screen. I want to see how many black and brown Latinas there are out there. My community is everything to me. And, you know, like I said, I'm proud to be a black Latina. It's interesting because I was actually just listening to another podcast last night and it kind of started to touch on this same topic. And one of the hosts, she was talking about how she went to, I believe she went to Colombia and I can't remember the specific city that she was visiting, but she said that it was like 70% like black, like black mm -hmm. Colombians. And she was saying how like shocked she was and how like for most of her like life growing up, like she, her mindset was kind of like small and thinking that, oh, like, like what you guys were just saying, like, oh, uh, a Latina or like a person of like Hispanic heritage, they're, they're fair skinned, they have, like they have certain features about them. But then when you actually like go to these places, you realize, no, it's like a lot more diverse than what the media typically portrays it as being. And there are actually like a lot more, black um Hispanics than like what most people know yeah, so like 
knowing that, what do you think are some some things that you guys could do to kind of help bring to the attention um, for most people that like Latin America is not like what you guys think, like it's a lot more diverse or whatever? Um, I think I think what we can do a better job of it is kind of um, advertising that more on our pages or, you know, maybe doing a video in Spanish. Like if we if we do the Cat Talk Sports, we do the video in Spanish to, to let people uh, be more aware of our heritage. Um, and then I would say just the information, like just posting some little in- infos on Instagram and things like that to just kind of let people know, like, hey, this is what we are. This is what we're proud of. Um, and we're not we're not afraid to show it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I f- I feel like most people kind of like when they see that we talk Spanish, they're like they're black. How do they know Spanish? You know, but that's looking on the outside. They don't know what's going on in the inside. And you know, I feel like we kind of have the best of both worlds. We're black and we're Hispanic. That's that's I mean that mix don't get better than that. Um, <laughs> So we're living, you know, kind of good side. So when we go with our family, we kind of get this like on Christmas and Thanksgiving, on New Year's Eve, I mean, on Christmas Eve, we spend our time with our Hispanic family. And then on Christmas Day, that's when we spend our time with our Black side of the family. And I feel like it's a good mix because when we all come together, it's just like great vibes. Everybody gets along and it's just, it's just awesome to be able to live both sides like that. And now, like, with being in Maryland, being away from home, how have you guys been able to, like, stick to your roots? And are there, like, places, like, restaurants or different clubs, communities that you guys have found to kind of, like, keep you connected? Um, no, not necessarily. Um, actually, we have been, like, we kept, I think we need to go some tacos or something. But, um, no, we definitely haven't really just stuck, stuck to our roots yet. Um, we definitely plan to. Trying to, trying to, we're trying to explore more. So we definitely need to find either an organization, a restaurant, something that, that reminds us of, of, of home and of family. Um, so that's definitely next on our list for sure. I mean, for me personally, I said that I was going to, you know, cause it's been a while um, since I've been around my family. I said that I was gonna try to learn one new Spanish word every day and try to use that Spanish word at least once once throughout the day so that I can kind of just keep a refresher of the words because you know um kind of I'm kind of losing my Spanish skills but I'm just that that was just that was just my personal thing that I I wanted to do and then watching Netflix shows in Spanish you know with subtitles so that I can understand um you know just kind of just staying in tune with that that's really helped me nice lovely okay um now we're going to transition again and we're gonna talk about beyond Maryland and beyond your time as a student athlete. Um, so what are some goals you have here at Maryland? It can be um, on the track, off the track, whatever. Um, so on the track at Maryland, um, I definitely plan to go far. Um, I definitely want to go to the NCAAs. Then from there, I want to run for the national Mexican team. Um, so we, that is definitely in the works of trying. I'm trying to get my dual citizenship and run for the Mexican team. That would that would be awesome. Uh, and I think that um, I'm in a great position to do that, especially with Coach Bauman and Coach Siebert. Um, that that's definitely what I want to do on the track. And then off the track, just like I said, 
um, possibly working for one of, one of the major broadcast shows out here. Maybe it's the, you know, Washington or Baltimore Ravens. Somewhere, like, after I graduate, I definitely want to be working for a big-time um, sports team. Yeah. So that's definitely my goals. Um, for me, I would say academically, I want to just just maintain a good GPA. You know, I feel like most people, they're so, they're so fixated on a GPA that, you know, they think that, it's what creates them or kind of just molds them. But truth be told that GPA is not what gets you a job. It's about your skills, your personality. Um, but, you know, I, I do want to maintain a decent GPA, but I'm not going to go and stress about it or, you know, worry myself over it. Um, but, you know, just maintain good grades and just be successful in my classes. And then I would say academically is, like she said, just to be healthy um, and run for the Mexican team. So, And could you guys let everyone know what events you guys run so that uh, we can look out for you when the season comes? Yeah, so we both do the same exact event. You're going to see us going head-to-head um, if, you, if you keep up the track. But we both do the 100-meter hurdles, the 400-meter hurdles. And, and whatever else coach puts us in. So, yeah. Y'all, four by yeah. four. Yeah, and a four by four. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, but, <laughs> yeah. Um, and what are some goals you hope to achieve personally, professionally, and in the near future? You kind of you spoke on it a little bit, um, but if you have any, like, more specific career goals – yeah. Um. Okay. So I, I mean, like she said, she, you know, we wanted to. Our our end goal is to be working in the sports industry for a big time team. That is the goal. But further than that, down the line, I feel like I want to open up my own gym, my own hurdle clinic, for um for those students that want that need assistance, that need help, that need that one on one time um I feel like that would help them you know giving them a a hurdle clinic on the technique how to hurdle and how to get into college because you know we don't really get resources on how to get to college it's kind of like oh you got to be fast you know you got to do this you got to run certain time but a lot of people don't really know that it's more to that behind it so just a hurdle clinic is definitely what I want to do in the long run it also sounds like you have a little bit of like mentorship coach uh voted within it as well what was that I said it it also sounds like you have a little bit of like mentorship kind of voted within that idea as well oh yeah for sure um you know I just kind of want to be that guide to people because I I feel like I've been pretty successful in my in my hurdle career you know I'm not no expert but I kind of have a little bit of knowledge you know hurdling for about like five years now um and after college it'll probably be but I just kind of want to help people um, so that it can make their transition to college a little easier. All right. Um, and what's next for you guys? <laughs> um, that's kind of a vague question. I feel like that's something that we're still trying to figure out. I can't really say what is precisely next for us. I think it's about just following God's plan, staying true to the process, and, tr- and most importantly, trusting the process. Um, you know, like I said, we have our goals. We know what we want, what we want to do after college. Um, maybe go to grad school, take that extra COVID year, 
and, you know, just, you know, get our school paid for. But, um, you know, our end goal is to be successful. Of course, that's everybody's end goal. But just, I think, staying in the process is most important right now. Yeah. Agreed. And is there any additional advice you would like to offer um, other student athletes? Um, just, I guess, prioritize practice and always, always use a calendar um, to plan your to plan your week out. Like that, that like I said, that's definitely helped me be successful. Um, I don't, I don't have it all figured out yet, but I'm definitely using different methods on, you know, how to be successful in the classroom. And then always um, ask questions. I was always one to be afraid to ask questions in class because I didn't want to look dumb. But yeah. I said, do not be afraid to ask questions because you never know. Um, that question can help you pass a test. So don't, don't be afraid to ask questions. And nine times out of 10, if you have a question, somebody else has the same question. Exactly. That's exactly. Um, I would say don't stress over a GPA. You know, my sister and I, we had, you know, a 3.5 GPA coming in from our old school. And, you know, coming to, to, coming to UMD, that kind of just all goes away because your GPA doesn't transfer with you. And we were kind of like, what? Like, all that hard work we put in is gone. The dean's list, all of that is gone. Um, it's kind of like a fresh start here. And I, I feel like a fresh start is kind of good. Um, and like I said, a GPA doesn't make or break you, but it's about the experiences that you gain and the things that you do with it. So that's my advice to y'all. So y'all run with it. <laughs> all right. Well, that's everything that I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for your time. Um, before we go, if you guys want to let everyone know where they can find and connect with you um, on social media, LinkedIn, YouTube, whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, so my, tw my um, Instagram handle is at Ariana Ely, and my LinkedIn is the same Ariana Ely. So go find me and follow me. Um, for me, mine is cat.talksports. And then um, my LinkedIn is my full name, Katiana Ely Polito. So make sure we connect and network. And don't forget to remind everyone uh, about Two Girls with Faith and all of your other brands you got going on as well. Yeah, yeah I'm going to leave a comment about that on the um, podcast on Marilyn Made. But the other handles are Two Girls with Faith and then Katari Organic. So y'all be sure to check us out everywhere. Y'all going to see us everywhere. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, guys, for being here with me today. It was great um, getting to talk with you this morning. And I really appreciate everything that you guys have done. Thank you for having thank us. for your time. We really appreciate it.